Okay, it's your host, Sasha, grown and opinionated here, Mamiana Monday. <laughs> um, and again, I don't know, I'm starting this new thing where I just like to be comfortable doing it. I don't want it to feel like work, so I'm holding the mic again, Rory and Mall style. But um, so, you know, I wanted to stick to this Mamiana thing just for a minute because, you know, I'm going through some challenges with my children and I always say what you're going through you never know when you share your story you may help someone who may be going through that also so yeah um today I'm just going to talk about like different parenting styles I'm curious as to what other people do for parenting styles this morning on my way to yoga I was listening to um Super Soul Sunday, Oprah Winfrey, I know. After the Monique thing, I know, I know, but I still love Super Soul Sunday. (laughs) And she has someone on that was talking about, she wrote a book called Conscious Parenting, and then there's a follow-up book to the roadmap of Conscious Parenting. Um, I'll put the information in the comment section in the description so you can see. And uh, one of the things that resonated with me and I just don't know how I by passed it previously because it's one of my big things is about just being conscious and not parenting from the ego. Um, and she also talked about like things in our background and our upbringing and how we parent from there. I know for a fact that a lot of my parenting, um, I would say all around has been from both places, from what I grew up with uh, and some of those things trying not to do to my children and some of those trying, I mean, implementing them because I didn't find them to be bad. But also I didn't realize the ego part. And I said, I can't realize that I was bypassing this because one of my things is always about being conscious, being present. And I work I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. Everybody like, of course I'm present. I'm here, right? But just being in that moment, even when I'm in yoga sometimes, I'm going through the motions of yoga, but my mind is thinking about other things I have to do at home or things about work or stuff like that. And I'm not really being present and enjoying that moment. So sometimes I just have to grab myself like, come back, get back here. And I notice that when I'm parenting, sometimes I'm in that place too, where I'm thinking so much about other things that I'm not really focusing on that. And like, um, I didn't listen to the podcast until after, cause I want, I was listening to it when I went to yoga, but this morning I was combing out my daughter's hair. I know, which should have been done last night, but I tapped out last night. I just tapped out, um, I, I, yeah, I was like, okay, I tap out, I give in, you win. Um, but this morning and she's just giving me fire. I mean, oh, and why are you doing it so hard? I'm just talking. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I stopped and I, because I started to get like angry and hurt Inside where I'm like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. And then I'm like, whoa, calm down. So I had to literally stop myself and say, 
I love my child. I love my child. I love my child. This is part of loving her, nurturing her, taking care of her. And I'm just saying it in my head. And she's still giving me the fire. And I just went through it with a different motion and it didn't bother me. And then like as with kids, um, everybody that has them, you know, like one minute they're giving you hell, terrorizing you. And then the next minute they're like, hey, mom, have a great day. Give me a kiss and things like that. And you're like, huh? Is this the same kid? <laughs> so I can't take credit for my change in um, thinking that made her change. I don't know, but it did help me not go there with her. And then the other part of the ego that I was noticing after I listened to it, I'm like, when she does certain things, like we know um, one of my things is like misbehaving or being disrespectful. Um, I don't prefer it at all, but in the house, I don't like it. And it's always that saying like what they do in the house, they're going to do outside and it's the reflection of you, blah, blah, blah. So sometimes when she's doing things and it is, I don't want to say like, it's not disrespectful. I'm not one of the parents who say like, you can't talk back. You can't say anything back to me. She has, I, I give them an opportunity to voice their opinions, but at some point somebody has to be the leader or the boss and has to put it into it. But I found that when she was doing certain things that I was responding out of the ego. Cause I'm like, how dare she disrespect me? Oh my God. I couldn't imagine if she disrespected me like this in front of other people, what would they think? And this is what's going through my mind as I'm disciplining her for what she's doing now, instead of just like trying to focus and deal with this and taking my ego out. Like she's having her moment, she's doing things and no, it's not right. But in this moment, me responding to her with, uh, I'm your mother, you don't talk to me like that, or how dare you be disrespectful, or things like that. Like, I'm going to pop you if you don't stop. Saying things, like, doing that is, like, what's really the thing that I'm trying to accomplish? Now, of course, I want her to stop. I would prefer she stop. But even those actions are not getting her to stop. And I'm like, okay, but I'm so concerned and worried in my head that she's going to start doing these things outside. And, um, of course, you know, anybody, any parent, um, I would say for the most part, I don't want to say any parent because I had a talk with one of my friends and she said she never had the feeling. But I know a lot of us always, always have that in the back of our heads, like we're not stacking up. We're not a great parent because we didn't do this. God forbid we miss one of these dress up days for school. Oh, how could we miss this? And then um, I know in my experience or for me is that there there were other people who were reinforcing that. And I don't have time to go deep, deep into that. But um, you know how they say you what you put out is what you get and your perception of things is how it's going to be viewed or what you're going to receive is something like that. So if this is running in the back of your mind all the time that you're a bad parent and you're not a good parent and this and that, then someone is going to come to you to put that to you, to say it to you or yeah, to say it to you. They're going to say it because they're reinforcing what you're thinking about yourself. So they're like, yeah, you are a bad parent. And then you like, see, got it. I knew I was a bad parent. That's why he's saying it to me or she's saying it to me because I'm really not a great parent. And 
it's like it can just go down that rabbit hole. And I I I would say absolutely I've had that um and listen, I had uh my ex call me a bad parent and I mean I don't even know I couldn't pick him out of photo lineup at this point. Um how long he hasn't been around, but it at the time, at the time when he was doing it, it was reinforcing things that I was already thinking about. Now I know like I was putting it out and he was just putting it back in. And of course it was a reflection because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we all know. And um, if you're co-parenting with someone, um, I don't want to, I don't want to overuse narcissists because I'm also working on writing a book about narcissism. Um, not, Oh shoot! Let me back up. Not deep like that. I'm working on a book about narcissism and how some of those traits are not bad. But if you know, um, I want to just say it's it, it's only for narcissists because it's also to people who don't take accountability for their actions. Is that they're always blaming someone else or they're putting it off on someone else? And some people are really strong in that where they're not going to see them as being a fault or. Um, they think they're the best at everything, which that's what I'm going to discuss in the book is that, is that really a bad thing to think that you're the best or to think that you're good? Because I can tell you right now for a fact, um, yeah, for a fact that my ex has never shared any of those things that he felt like he was not being a great parent or he wasn't a good parent. And no matter what, he always felt like he's a good parent. Even now, he's like, I'm a good parent. I'm a good, you know I'm good. And he says those things. And then when he says, you know I'm good, he's reinforcing those things in his head. When I would say, I don't know men. And again, um, I'm not a man, even though sometimes I act like I'm one. But (laughs) I was even on Instagram and Twitter and someone was talking about, it's like this clip um, where this mother is in court and she's talking to the judge and she's like, I'm taking responsibility for his actions. And a lot of women were in there saying like, this is breaking our heart. This is how we feel. But we'll never see a man do that. And, uh, you know, the universe is perfect. It's no good or bad. But that's something that they have that a lot of women, we we hold that so dear to us, like parenting our child, that if something happens, we take responsibility for that. And then I know for me or um, I wouldn't just say when, well, when I was a younger mother, when I was a teen mom, of course, it was rampant. It was rampant. And it was to the point, I, I would say, I didn't give a F. Um, at a certain point because it's like, okay, everybody got an opinion about what you should do with your kid, what you shouldn't do with your kid, how you're not a good mother if you do this, how you're a good mother if you do that. And everybody has an opinion. And um, at that time, I just took it like, you know, I'm a team mom. Everybody got something to say and you just take it in. As I got older, I wouldn't say that... um, I would say that... I started to give myself grace and that's how I quiet that thing at the back of my mind. And my friend and I, we had a conversation the other day and I'm saying, and I was honest with her. Um, everybody knows that I had, um, 
uh, I had depression and anxiety before and I worked my way through it or whatever. Um, but during some of those times or where I feel like I'm not living up to it, I, I would think like, well, maybe they just would be better off without me. Maybe, you know, because I'm, I'm in back of my head, like, oh, I'm not a good mom. Don't even start me with the damn, um, remote schooling when they were in remote schooling I mean oh my gosh I just was like yeah my therapist and I had several conversations about how hard I was being on myself about this remote schooling because if my son wasn't logged on on time um and wasn't present for the whole entire thing I'm like Dyfus is gonna knock at this door take these kids from me and what type of mother am I that I can't make him sit down and be on remote on time and stay there the whole entire time um I was married at the time and his father had none of these (laughs) his father was like going to the store he was going out he was just like he had none of these fillers but this is what I had and I'm like, oh my God, you know, maybe they, I'm not a great parent and maybe they deserve better, you know, because you always think your kids deserves, deserves the best and not realizing, um, after I worked my way through it and everything, I'm like, um, I was talking about friend, I said, shit, without me, these kids would be lost. <laughs> we all, we got CMB, CMB, but I had to quiet that voice that was saying, you're not a good mother. You're not good enough. Oh, you would do this. I mean, I remember, and I'm not, not to put anything down, but I'm just showing you how it shows up is that you already have as, first of all, as working mothers and another friend and I had this conversation that as a working mother, um, in the U S today that we're expected to work Eight hours at minimum, at minimum. Um, A lot of my friends are lucky in that they have public jobs, so they don't have to work that nine, ten hours to get the eight hours to get a full hour shift. But um, you're expected to work at a minimum of eight hours, commute maybe an hour, two hours, and still come home, cook, clean, do the kids' homework, get them ready for school, um decompress and don't start don't y'all know I hate the whole side hustle thing don't even start me with that bull crap because I see these memes telling you oh if you work your eight hours and you don't go home and work on more stuff then you're just uninspired you're lazy and it's like I'm tired I'm mother effing tired and then uh dealing with all of that and god forbid you try to enjoy your your family (laughs) or have a good time with your children I mean all it is, if you're getting home about 6 on average, 6, 6.30, and I, I don't know, kids should be in bed, in my opinion, um, by a certain time, definitely 9 o'clock, these kids need to be winding down because they have to get up the next day, and I'm I'm a strong subscriber of 8 hours of sleep, at least 7, um, and it's like, okay, so after you cook, bathe them or do whatever y'all do to prep for the night, do homework, um, all of these things. Where's the time that you're supposed to enjoy and let alone decompress. So I think that is unrealistic in America, what they, the expectations that they have on us as mothers. And this is just mothers who are working one job. 
um, a lot of mothers have to work two jobs. And it's like there's no time for this conscious parenting, but then you have in the back of your mind that guilt. And before I have, I, I'm always going to keep it 100 with y'all, I didn't have the guilt. When I had my older set of kids, I didn't have the guilt because I, I, I was too ignorant to have the guilt. I, I thought like, hey, this is what you do. This is what I saw my mom do. And this is what I do. I work, I provide. That's it. And in the middle, you know, maybe we'll have some good times or whatever. But my main thing is to work and to provide. And I need to work and provide. And I enjoy it. And like that, as opposed to actually thinking about my child. Like, how does that look for my child that I'm that we barely see each other on a regular basis? Um, and as I got, like I said, once I got older, when I started um, my new career... And I had, you know, uh, I was married. Like, I also, I didn't, I was too ignorant to think that something was wrong with it. Um, I felt like, okay, this is what I had to do. Um, I don't want to say, I, I, I had the guilt. I had the guilt too, because I thought that this was something that I desired, I dreamed of doing, and that I didn't need to do it to provide for them. Um, I just, I, I didn't, it was a dream that I had. And just like other, other dreams and aspirations I'm going to have that it's not always like, okay, this is solely because I need to provide for y'all. It's more like, okay, I need to fulfill this for me. And in the process, make sure y'all eat. So I had a lot of guilt and there were a lot of people. Um, I don't want to say it like that. But there were people who were there to reinforce that guilt and to say, oh, you're not good. I mean, uh, my my mother would say things like if I couldn't find uh, kids socks or stuff like that. Oh, I know when I had my kid, I knew where everything was and you can't keep up with socks. What type of mother? And then, and then you're like. That what type of mother are you it clicks with what you've been playing back in your head? What type of mother am I that I'm working on? What type of mother am I that my kid's crying and I'm upset at him crying because I'm so freaking tired from working? Well, and it resonates. My my ex would say it all the time. Um, like I said, he had no qualms, he had no problems. And um, if he wasn't working or providing or anything, he had no problems with it. And I would be working and I ha- I had no problems with working and providing then. Future husband, if you're listening, I ain't in that place. I ain't with it. Um, and he would call me at the office like, what are you doing? What time are you going to be here? We need to eat. Your kids, what type of mother wouldn't come home and cook for their kids? And this and that. And it would be days that I would just run home cook and then run back to the office and it was like because what he was saying was resonating with that reel that was playing in the back of my head what type of mother are you and um I mean I I tried it on him trust me it just didn't work I was like well what type of father are you that can well I can't if I didn't and he and he stood for himself and that's another thing I'm going to discuss in a book that narcissists they stand for themselves, they stand up for themselves. They 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 titles down for they BS. So I'm gonna talk about that in the book. But um, 
it, it all plays with that. And I know that different people have, oh, if your kid comes out and the socks don't match, why they socks don't match? Or you forget a paper and the, par- the parent that you're co-parenting with, the other parent is like, well, how could you forget the paper? And you're like, uh, just forget it. But when you have that guilt already, that just like, it just drives you there. Um, so I'm always, listen... I am team women all day, every day. So I'm always like, listen, give yourself grace. Give mothers grace. We got a hard job. No man is ever going to feel like that. So, you know, you got to give yourself grace because if not, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But once I did the work on myself to get out of that place and to stop that real, and um, I talked about it in early episodes, but what you want to do is that when you have those negative thoughts or anything like that, that's not serving you a purpose, not doing any good for you, you want to replace it with something positive or um, uh, something that's going to serve you. So when you're saying like, what type of mother am I or um, how could I just say, hey, I'm a human being. I'm doing the best I can. I show up. Don't engage in where you're putting the other parent down. I know sometimes I get there, but don't you don't want to make that your focus because God forbid that parent, um, not God forbid, God willing, that parent will get his stuff together or her stuff together and then she'll will show up or he will show up in the same manner that you're showing up and then you're going to have to find something else just replace it with something that's serving you so some of the times when I'm sitting here and I'm like oh my god um I don't know like sometimes it'll come up uh it's not much that I don't do like even this weekend I was sick on Saturdays Uh, My kid was sick on Friday and I had to go pick him up like maybe within an hour of dropping him off. And um, normally I'm like, oh, because y'all already heard my last whatever Wednesday. This year has been crazy. It's been a crazy start of the year Um, with the kids and sickness and everything. I think they should be masked again because I can't take it. But instead of complaining at that moment, I said, you know, I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm able to pick my kid up when he's sick. I don't have to check in with nobody. I don't have to ask, can I go get my kid? I don't have to make up any excuses. Um, I can just go pick up my kid. And I'm so grateful. And he was sick and he's like, mom, I just want to lay down. And I'm like, okay, I'll lay down with you too. And just to be there in that moment, and just to change my perspective of it. Um, now, <laughs> before y'all be giving me some cookies, let me tell you, I turned out to be sick the next day <laughs> from playing with him. But I was sick all day. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to order a pizza. And my kids, uh, they're pretty, well, they're older. They're soon to be 10 and 7. And they know how to work an air fryer and things like that. So I got up in the morning. I tried, you know, making some coffee, trying to shake it and get myself up. It wasn't working. But I'm like, listen, y'all want something to eat? You know, put some bacon or croissant. uh, Or I can do it. You know, I put it in like when it's done, y'all get it out and things like that. And then I ordered pizza. Now, normally that would drive me like what type of mother did you not get up and make sure they ate and did this and um the next i was like i asked you know they ate the pizza but then my son didn't eat he whatever cuz he doesn't like to eat anything 
And that would also set me off like, oh my God, this kid didn't eat. And I'm like, wait, the food was readily available for you. You made a decision not to eat. That's on you, brother. And I gave myself the grace and I focused on the positive. Like, I'm so thankful I was able to order them a pizza. I'm so thankful that I was able to lay down and not have any major issues so that I could wake up the next day and be present with them and feel better because I wasn't feeling well. Um, So I'm trying, yeah, like just to be trying to shift my perspective on certain things. Um, I replace, yeah, like I said, I replace it with gratitude. Um, like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I could do this and not fake. Uh, I mean, you don't want to be faking around here, but I do it. And then sometimes when they're trying me or we had a long day, I'm like, you know, I love y'all, you know, and just keeping that at the focus and like, yeah, you're doing your best. Um, is this something that you guys do? Are you practicing conscious parenting? Um, or have you, like, based on this conversation and maybe the, what's the name, have you found that you were actually unconsciously parenting your children based on things that were in your background or the way that you were raised? Um, let me know in the comments. And if you have any different parenting styles, I know this whole thing about the gentle parenting um, I, 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 I ain't got it. I ain't got it for them. I ain't got it for them. Um, yeah, I ain't got it for them. I ain't got it for them. And I, 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 I ain't got it. I ain't got it. But <laughs> if y'all try gentle parenting, let me know how that works. Um, if you've implemented that, but let me know your different styles of parenting. And I hope that this conversation will help you if you've, if you realize, and you know, we keep having these conversations, but we got to reinforce the stuff that we learned. Like my therapist said, um, it's one thing for me to teach you or give you the tools. They mean nothing if you're not going to use them or implement them. So you can have a whole toolbox of things you can do to treat anxiety, to treat depression, or to be a better parent. But if you're never going to use them, they're worthless. It's worthless. So we need to, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We got to implement these things. We got to implement these things. So if you find, like, I, I, I guess you got to have an honest conversation with yourself. Whether you put it in a journal or you say it to a friend, maybe you want to just say it to yourself. I know when I was going through my journey and healing myself, that a lot of the conversations I had with myself, I didn't have with friends because I didn't need anybody judgment. And I didn't want anyone to coddle me through that time. I didn't want anyone to say, Oh, but you're doing a bit. Oh, poor baby. I mean, but look where you been. I wanted to have hard conversations with myself so that I can change the behaviors that I didn't like within myself. So with that, with that being said, what I'm saying is that have a sit down and reflect like, okay, when I'm parenting my child, am I parenting from a place of consciousness or am I just going through the motions? And some days, listen, a day ain't going to be sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Some days you're going to be going through the motions. And when you go through the motions, you give yourself your grace and then get back on it. 
and get back to the conscious parenting. And then look at the parts like, are you doing certain things from ego? I think the easiest one for me to identify from the ego is like the talking back um, is because that's something that, I mean, in our culture, we taught like that's clearly like that's a no-no. You don't let your kids talk back to you like that. And when we react on that, are we reacting because we actually believe the kids shouldn't talk back or are we reacting because what what would an elder say to me if they saw my kid talking back to me um and have those conversations and then once you have those conversations with yourself and you see that yeah I'm not I could be more present with this and I could do this then implement the tools to change that I know for me, what I said is that I'm going to, one of the things is that when I'm having a hard time with my daughter, which it always seems like it, um, I'm going to stop and start having some positive thoughts to say about her or to reflect and to put in my head and then to come from it, to, to reapproach it from that perspective, from that, with that energy. So that if we're in the midst of the fight, I've tried it before where I try to separate myself from her, not in a fight fight, but if we're like having a hard time, I I tried to separate myself and she would just follow me to the point where I'm like literally running out the door because I'm like, this energy is not right for her, but like I got to go somewhere with it and I'm going, like I said this morning, when I just got into my head, I found that that helped. So I'm going to try to be more conscious when I'm parenting her and see how that works. I'll let y'all know. Um, But I'm going to get up out of here on this episode. Follow me on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. YouTube page is grown and opinionated. You can listen to the podcast there, Spotify, SoundCloud. Apple Music, wherever you listen to it. Thank you for everyone that listens to me. Um, I had someone tell me last week, like, hey, I really like your episode. And I'm like, wait, what? You listen? Um, Like I said, this is, for the most part, like a labor of love, but I really enjoy it. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, If you like it, great. Subscribe, hit the like button, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a family member. If you don't... um. I'm going to still do it. (laughs) So I really don't care. Um, All right, so I'm going to get out of here. Sasha out.